What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Before you get to the show, make sure you check out TheRinger.com for our extensive NFL coverage leading up to the Super Bowl. We also just published our 2019 NFL Draft Guide, where you can find all things draft-related leading up to the first round on April 25th. It includes prospect rankings, scouting reports, mock drafts, and much more. We'll be updating it regularly with new analysis that takes all the latest developments into account. Once again, you can check that out on TheRinger.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's a heavy week on The Bachelor. We are going to talk about all of it, but um, I first just want to talk about Kaylin talking about her sexual assault. That's the kind of um, obviously extremely monumental, life-changing, horrific event that you can't really be prepared for. I'm sure I can't fully understand. And it's really difficult to talk about in the context of The Bachelor because this podcast is usually pretty light and skews towards making fun of the contestants in a good-natured and hopefully not mean way. And I don't want to do that with Kaylin. Everything she went through is is, um, really serious, and I'm sure she's still recovering from and will stay with her for a lifetime. And so we're going to talk about it with my guest, Andrew Gordadaro, but only for a little bit. Rachel Lindsay is coming on the show later this week. I'm extremely excited because Rachel is the best. And we're going to have a bigger conversation about um, how to talk about The Bachelor and the role of the show when real life stuff happens because it's such a usually such a contained universe with so many absurdities and plenty of things to have fun with. But what Kaylin talked about, and additionally, what Demi has gone through with her mom, I don't think I can understand. And what, and even Tasha going through a divorce. I mean, that one is certainly not on the same scale, but these are real life problems that shouldn't be taken lightly or made fun of or trivialized. And so we're not going to do that. We'll talk about them, but it's a slightly different kind of episode than usual. Still fun to be had, of course, but uh, I just wanted to mention that up top. So let's get into the episode and please do listen on Thursday for my conversation with Rachel Lindsay. And now let's chat with uh, Andrew Cordero. Welcome back to the podcast, Andrew Gordadaro, my colleague in all things Ringer. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm serious. And by here, you mean Singapore, I assume. Obviously, yeah. Singapore! It's got the buildings. It's got the lights. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed because I'm just like so basic. But after seeing Crazy Rich Asians, I was like, I really want to go to Singapore. I feel the same exact way. It looks fantastic. <laughs> like it just That was looks... my takeaway. <laughs> that was a fun fun movie. I had a great time watching it. Everyone in it is like very attractive, particularly Henry Golding, who looked fantastic mm-hmm. at the SAG Awards last night, BTW. Yep. And has The Bachelor made you want to go more or less? Uh, no. I think I'm still on the same level here. I you know, I'm, I'm just really trying to get in those like trees with all the lights where you can walk on top of them. They look awesome. <laughs> that did look really cool. See, I have a kind of this this feeling that when reality TV goes to a location, while obviously, you know, they went to Singapore because they got like a, you know, like a take back from it basically, like they didn't have yeah. to pay very much. And that's how they choose their locations in part. And I think Rob Mills has talked about that on, on the show before. 
once they go, it has like the adverse effect for me where I feel like <laughs> I can't go. They went there on The Bachelor. <laughs> and in fact, I went to a bar last night here in LA, which is like on the 73rd floor on top of this hotel in downtown LA. It's like at the new Intercontinental. And while it was cool, A, it was terrifying to get up to the top. And B, I was like, this is really perfect for a bachelor date. Like, should I be here as a normal person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So it made me a little uncomfortable. I couldn't believe that in all their time in Singapore, they didn't go to the famous hotel that has like the, it's like a mile high, literally. And it has like the rooftop pool and it's where the final scene of Crazy Rich Asians is filmed. Yeah, I I was at the beginning of the episode, I was expecting a little bit more uh, Crazy Rich Asians integration. Me too. Like no one brought it up. They kind of stayed away from it. (laughs) It's possible they hadn't seen it, I think. Think well. When did Crazy Rotations come out? You're our culture editor. It came out in the summer. I think oh. like early August. Oh yeah. So that they had time. They had a few weeks. Yeah. They, they started filming like mid late. I'm sure September. someone read the book. Like. Oh my god. Know. You. Fi- I don't know. <laughs> Can we assume that? <laughs> Who's most likely know. in that group to have read Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, maybe Katie. Katie. I like interesting. Katie, I was I gonna go like with Tracy. Reader. I think it's a real oh. Tracy. Sh- Tracy oh, vibe. Yours. Yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> I like Katie a lot. We're not, she doesn't in the episode very much, but she's really committed to the bit. Do you remember what she gave to Colton? Oh my God. No, I, I, please tell me because I, I did chopsticks. She gave him chopsticks. And as you recall last week, they were like sushi. That was what they bonded over. (laughs) Yeah. She's smart. (laughs) I I like Katie. I I think think she's going places. I do too. I think she'll go far. She hasn't gotten a one on one yet, though. So it can't Mm -hmm. be that serious. He seems, it's very clear who he actually is into and and who he is not. And, Let's talk about Kaylin. I mentioned this at the top a little bit. First and foremost, I really admire Kaylin for sharing her story. She talks about how she was drugged and sexually assaulted when she was in college at Virginia Commonwealth University. And it sounds like pretty much the most horrific type of sexual assault. She doesn't remember it, and a friend had to tell her. And it's, you know, it puts into context how she sort of set the stage for everything that was going on with her and Hannah B. And it's like almost like trivial and silly to even tie them together. But the first time Colton kind of pulled her aside and was like, you know, I I heard of the stuff about you and Hannah. She teared up and she was like, you know, I have some traumatic stuff to talk to you about. And the way it was edited the first time, it made it seem like she had something traumatic to talk about with um, the Miss USA competition and her relationship to Mm -hmm. Hannah. But I now think that was like just like a weird edit to kind of contribute to that storyline and not like probably what she actually said. Because, like, otherwise it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- Like, the whole Hannah, Hannah Kalen thing now is really, like, tough to parse. It's It does feel like it's, it's hardly even worth going through because of the extremely horrific things that Kalen actually went through. And that, um, you know, I, I, doing a little research, she talked about this during Miss USA. And, right. And, you know, she's very outspoken about Title IX and— getting universities to be more aware about sexual assault. So just the fact that there's this like sort of Miss USA drama going on between Hannah and Kaylin on top of the stuff that Kaylin actually went through is sort of messy and, you know, makes me feel a little gross. I know. It's like, it's like, why even talk about it? In fact, in this episode, they like kind of Kaylin put an end to their beef, which... Mm -hmm. It was great. I mean, that's great. You know, there's like, obviously, yeah. we've, we've learned from this episode, there's much bigger things for them to to worry about. Um, right. Honestly, like, there, I don't I don't really know what else to say about what happened to Kayla. It's obviously horrible. And it's just really hard to 
kind of like take it in within the context of The Bachelor. Like that's just like a whole, that's something that it kind of goes beyond the show is a type of trauma like you can't recover from. I think you just learn to move on from. And I luckily am like not speaking from experience or anything, but it's just really terrible. I'm relieved that the show is kind of, and is kind of closing that storyline because knowing more about Kaylin now, and also I think it's pretty amazing that she's kind of made it her cause and the way yeah, that she, absolutely. the way that she told Colton was so direct and obviously, you know, he refers to his previous girlfriend who was sexually assaulted as well, or I think he said sexually abused in the show. And I, I think that's a reference to Allie Raisman, who he dated, mm-hmm. who, you know, is on the U.S. gymnastics team. And, like, there's just so much um, horrifying trauma that both those women have endured, and now it's kind of, like, in Colton's life that it's really just not something that this show has a language to discuss. And this has kind of come up before, and it's probably the most um, severe example i would say and so i'm i'm really relieved that kind of the hannah and kaylin drama is over yeah especially the like the more time that's gone on it's it's become pretty clear that it's whatever it was it was pretty trivial yeah and also someone actually dm me i think it was on twitter someone dm me to say that they had seen hannah from alabama in a bar over the over the weekend and (laughs) that she said that the drama between her and Kaylin was mostly manufactured for the show in that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And in some ways it's like, we probably wouldn't know as much about Hannah had it not been for that kind of like fabricated drama. So I don't know. It's, it's like weird to say, well, that was like successful for the bachelor and for Hannah when we were also talking about the context of Kaylin, you know, enduring like something so horrible, but it's kind of like The Bachelor's Act One. Like, I feel like this will be a storyline we yes. forget about because we're now four episodes in, and that's just kind of like so we can like move on from it. Totally. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Let's talk, and, and I'm really glad that Kaylin, you know, has made this like her work to advocate yeah, for it. Yeah, incredibly brave. I mean, she's taken it upon herself to be an activist um, and, you know, very outspoken and very eloquent about it. And, you know, all the power to her. I know. I really like Kaylin personally. Um, Me too. Let's talk about her actual date. She had the pretty woman date, and mm-hmm. they don't call it that, but uh, <laughs> Colton. Colton would. Yeah, Colton would. <laughs> they, he, like, took her shopping, and she got—this was probably the most crazy rich Asian part of the of the date. Yes. Because it was, like, over-the-top and opulent. Um, <laughs> I think this is probably the worst date one can have, I, I think. I mean, I guess she, yeah. she seemed like she liked it. But doesn't it just seem so awkward? Just modeling clothes for yeah, an like, extended amount of time. How long do you think they were actually in the store for? I, I guess hours, right? I mean, it it probably took a bit of time. But, I mean, she's a pageant queen, so... Right, it, she's used if to there's it. Anyone, if there's anyone who could have done it well, it was probably her. But what does he do, like, during all that time while she's changing? Like, <laughs> I assume he's just sitting on a couch, like... Like, does he get to, like, kibitz with the producers? That's the kind of thing I'm wondering yeah. about. Because it yeah, just seems maybe. boring for him. For sure. I bet it's I bet it's not too much fun. I don't it's like think, he gets 15 seconds where he's like, wow, you look great in that dress. Right. And like couples don't actually like to go shopping together unless it's like no. more like utility. You know, it's like productive. Uh-uh. Like I need yeah. like A, B or C. Let's get it. Yeah, it's not happening for me. I'm like, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go take that day trip? <laughs> you can have fun. Also, the dresses she was wearing were so like pageanty, you know, like over the yes, top. Yes, yeah, extremely so. Very, very, uh, a lot of diamonds going on, a lot of metallics. Do you feel like getting the pretty woman date is like an indication of your standing with Colton? Because last year Becca got it, but it was like the first right. date, and she then went on to win. And I don't know, does it say something about where Kaylin stands? 
I think so. Um, just the Becca thing that, so there's historical precedent there. And then just in general, it, it, it really seems like they're way advanced. I mean, they, they kissed on the first night, right? Yeah, they did. He seemed, so, he seemed really yeah. into her from the beginning. Definitely. She's got a leg up. She's definitely a front runner, and I think that's obvious. She also is like outside of the morass of other drama. It's yeah, it's entirely. Pre- it's pretty impressive. Let's actually get into it because this was really, in addition to learning about Kaylin's like really powerful backstory, a lot of Demi this week. And oh yeah, a lot. What's your official stance on Demi? Oh my god, I love I love Demi. I do. Too. I'm fully on Team Demi right now. She's here's the thing, like. It's increasingly annoying to me to watch this show and witness girls who seem to have never watched the show before. I know. Like, they kind or of just don't like, understand how it works. It's like, just watch a little game tape, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just realize that, because there's patterns, there's pretty obvious patterns every year. It's like the girl who complains about the other girl always loses. Yeah, always so out. don't be that girl. And Demi, on the other hand, is like the most like cogent competitor I've ever seen on this show. So do you so, think Colton actually likes it. her? I think it's very hard to tell and it's kind of confusing. I don't know. I kind of get more the feeling that like he's a little scared of her right now. I think he is and too. Is, is kind of like I like I can't say no to you right now because it makes me nervous <laughs> like what will happen if I do so I'm just going to go with it. He probably is like semi bored. The women the girls mm. the women that he's interested in the ones who seem like they they really like are are in on the top of the pack like Cassie Kaylin, Hannah G, Katie, mm-hmm. and maybe even Hannah B, they all like are like so tame compared to Demi. Yeah. I, I feel like you need her to not only to keep things exciting for TV, but to like keep the competition fun. Yeah. I mean, like every time they're in a group together, clearly there's a producer who's like, hey, Demi, why don't you give a speech right now? I know. I know. <laughs> it's just the best. Although I, I don't think it's hard to get it out of her because she's got so, no. she's got so many uh, <laughs> awesome. one-liners. It's, pre- it's pretty unbelievable. And somehow I end up on her side in all of her feuds. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I, I was talking to Roger, who recaps the show for us. Yes, and read Roger's We both recap. agreed that she's like a good comic book villain in that while her methods might be crazy or bad, like the points actually kind of make sense. You know? It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's like you cannot, it's, it's like, oh yeah, kind of, I feel that way. The way she, so her new, her new foe is Courtney who went home this week, of course. <laughs> yeah. Demi's two foes went home this week, Tracy and Courtney. I, I think one fell swoop. I know. And <laughs> she said at the end, like, she's like, the bitch is dead. Ding dong. The bitch is dead. And I was like, was she talking about Courtney or Tracy? There's no way of knowing. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just in general. I think the implication was it it that she was talking about Courtney because that was like this week's focus. But it really could have been either. And what they both did that was so fatal, at least on TV, it was it was talking about her as being immature. And like while she obviously is, that's not a good way to uh, fight with her. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like she. Why I don't know if she's like in this to like whatever find love. But she certainly understands that there's a competition aspect to it. And she's not like, she's not pretending that there isn't where a lot of people are like, well, if it happens, it happens. And it's like, well, you kind of got to make it happen on this show. And she's going up and talking. She's even telling Courtney like, hey, you should go talk to him because if you don't, he's going to send you home. And she's like, no, I'm just going to be patient. It's like, no, that's. 
I know. That that's not how this works. I know. And that was one of her primary complaints about Courtney was that she was complaining without like showing any uh, action. And she called her lazy. That's a good, yeah. that's a good pretty bold <laughs> insult on The Bachelor. I can't remember someone else calling one of their competitors lazy. <laughs> no. It's no. like it's like TJ on the challenge being like, oh, you've disappointed me. Because <laughs> right. he famously hates quitters. Demi's kind of like morphing into like the where's like how hard are you taking how hard are you playing the game? How seriously are you exactly. taking this? Exactly. I love it. I love every second of it. I do too. And there's a pretty compelling case against Courtney. It seems like everyone else disliked her too, right? I, yeah, I got that feeling. Or like no one no one really wrote for her. No. Definitely no one, not. Like with the when no one raised their hand about the cancer in the room comment. I know. No one was that upset about it. You know? Oh, that was another great line from Demi. And she was like, Dr. Demi, cut out the cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just sticking with the metaphor. I love it. I love it too. She does, I talk about this with Mal a little bit. Like the age stuff is really rough, but without Demi, this would have been the most boring episode or like just, for, oh, just not a lot to talk about without her. Definitely. We we need her for now. We need her to kind of be this narrator <laughs> and this like weird lens to see the show through for until it starts getting a little more it's serious. It's true. And I just think she's representing the like how everyone else feels and, and we're not seeing it because part of the edit is like making a demi against the other women because mm-hmm. so Courtney spends both cocktail parties like whining and complaining and then crying but not actually doing anything. So at one point she's talking about the Hannah and Kaylin before they squash their beef, which comes at the final cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And Courtney is like, you know, I really hope they left their beef in America. We're on a new continent. Hopefully didn't come over here. And Tracy doesn't say anything, but she has like, <laughs> she rolls her eyes and the camera yeah. cuts away to her. And she's obviously <laughs> yeah. so irritated by Courtney. I feel like Tracy is not right for The Bachelor, but like might have a lot of the, the correct opinions out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's a good like. Let's cut to her for a yeah. reaction shot. <laughs> she did. She made a really funny face when Demi was like, "This is what Cloud Nine feels like." They also cut to Tracy again. Um, but yeah, because it's like corny. That makes no sense. What no. are you talking about? Literally none. And again, like back to your point about like watch some game tape. Like that's just not how this works. Exactly. She it's doesn't just, know what she's doing. At this point, you gotta you gotta study up a little bit. I wish that Tracy had gone after Courtney for also being 23. Like, I feel like she only really talked about one of them in that context. Yeah, Demi's Demi's definitely taking the burden of being a young person for most, I mean, most of the women are like between 23 and 25. Yeah. And that's, I mean, Colton's young too. I think he just turned 27 a couple days ago. So when he was filming, he was 26. Like, not that's such a huge difference, but, you know, it's not like he's so, you know, been around the world and all that. No. <laughs> As we know, since he's, his virgin status is discussed all the time. Yeah. And he bought a fedora in Singapore. So. Oh, my God. So lame. At least get a shirt tailored for yourself, yeah. you know? Do something. It's it a was, fedora. That was rough. That was super duper rough. And then back to Courtney. She, at one point, like, finally, it seems like she's finally mustered the courage to go over to Colton to talk about, to, to talk mm-hmm. to him, yeah. get her time in. And she squanders that time by going to find Demi and pick a fight right? with her. Oh, just unreal behavior. Just really, really, she set herself up to get kicked off the show. The absolute wrong move. I felt embarrassed for her watching all the girls be like, go, you need to stand up and go talk to him. And then she just walks into a room to yell at Demi. Yeah. Terrible. Just awful. <laughs> Again, I wa- this this episode, I think, 
I hope, is the weakest of the season. Because I think that's another moment that, like, just, like, was so obviously a producer something. Like, it, it doesn't seem possible that someone would be dumb enough to use yeah. that time to just find out. Do you think they were like, oh, yeah, Colton's in this room? I mean, <laughs> that's totally possible. Yeah. There was that weird Frankenbite, like, at the beginning where— Someone was talking to Courtney, but you didn't see who it was, like, asking about Colton and Demi and all that. I forget the exact moment, but I was like, who asked that? Like, you don't even see it. And so <laughs> yeah. I think there was a lot of, like, coaxing her to get some some more commentary about Probably. Demi. Probably. I think she's the most producer of all of the—she had—well, now she's gone, but she was the most, like, producer of all of the contestants. Um, yeah, I'm sure she's got some complaints. <laughs> Isn't it wild that we're down to 13 now? Side Yeah, note. it does—, it does you know, the first few episodes, it's always kind of like, man, get like cut this fat. But yeah. then it, it happens pretty quickly. Life comes at you so fast. <laughs> it really does. I'm not prepared for it. Life in Singapore. Because like that group date was huge, but, but yeah. that was basically all of the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all of them. Yeah. Just a lot of people fighting for screen time. Not I know. Really fighting for screen it. time and, and eating a lot of weird stuff. Who do right. you think acquitted themselves the best during all the eating? Um... Let's see. Well, I would have said Onyeka, but then Onyeka apparently puked. Yeah, the bloopers. At the, end. <laughs> the, the outtakes <laughs> the bloopers. showed her like really uh, <laughs> retching afterwards. That and also I thought I thought was, Hannah B kind of oversold oh, the absolutely. the taste of the eye. She made such a show of it, <laughs> like a way that was really annoying to me. It was like just eat it. I know. Um, she wanted. She wanted like credit for just doing the regular assignment. I hate when people do that. I hated it in school, too. I was like, you don't get extra credit Absolutely. For, for doing the assignment properly. And or, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're not going to do it, don't do it. Yeah. Stop Stop making this about you. Uh, Nicole took a bite of the eel and was into it. I thought this was Nicole's was best episode yet. I thought she deserved the group rose date. Yeah, she did well. I'm, st- I'm still on the fence about Nicole, but, you know. She's she's not the worst. I'm fearing she might be a little bit too normcore. Like she's just like a regular Definitely. person. Yeah, she and she might fall into the who was it? Was it Caitlin last episode? Yes. I mean, she she does have a bit more of what you know, this sort of like tragedy that the bachelor seems to seems to make a requirement these days. Sure. Yes, like focusing but, on her age and not not. Yeah, a little bit more of a like I'm just a I'm just a person living, so yeah. you like she, need to get to know me. <laughs> she, she like talks about her family and everything, and and she talks about her brother's autism, which is really touching. But like she's that's she's just like a regular person compared to everyone else, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I has I, measured emotions. <laughs> I know. I don't think he's that into her because we haven't seen any like hot makeouts with them really. Yeah, I don't think he is either. She's, that's how you know. Like, I think he gets to with the girls that he likes. He actually doesn't really know how to talk to them, so he mm-hmm. just like kisses his way through it. Yeah, and, and he that's gets like, sort of how you know. And he gets really like um overly sweet and like saccharine and it makes me yeah. it grosses me out because <laughs> I find him gross. Yeah. And he tries I agree. to like compliment them. Like when him and, and he and Cassie were talking about how the fortune teller was said they were brother and sister in a past life. <laughs> and then he kept bringing that up when they were making out. Yeah. I was just like dude talk about it more. Yeah. That's what I, that's what she's definitely hoping you talk about how you guys have a really <laughs> right. sibling like bond. That's yeah, what she was hoping for. He really yeah. is. He also is big. All of the women look tiny compared to him. Big dude, real big guy. I want to see him in person. <laughs> I know he's like a real. He's a real football player type. Mm-hmm. 
He I, is. It's remarkable. Like all of the women just look absolutely like, <laughs> yeah. like he's going to break them or something. Yeah. He's got like giant hands. <laughs> Their faces look so small compared to his hands. I know. I know. It really, it's pretty unbelievable. And just to wrap up the group date, somehow Demi gets the group rose. That's it's the rose on the group date. I don't understand how that happens. I guess that's, that's kind of like a thank you for telling me about your imprisoned mom. I guess so. That's a good point. Yeah. She did mention that on the date. And um, I went back and looked, by the way, and Demi's mom is out of prison. She got out in November. This good. episode was filmed in October, so I think that she either like had the timeline wrong or something like that. But mm. I was really glad to find out that it was in November, not October, because that means that Demi was not in Singapore when that happened. I was just like, maybe she should That's be closer good. to home. Yeah. Maybe she should like, see her mom. Or, like, let that sink in. Apparently, she actually, this is, like, not her first time in prison, her mom. You can Google it. It's Demi, yeah, Demi kind of talks about prison as if it's, like, this annoying thing that kind of just happens. I know, like, just, like, kind of came up, <laughs> got in it's the like way. like she had to do it. It's, just like, her time. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's prison, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it's like, I hate that she's stuck in this place not wanting to be there. It's like, well, that's that's what prison is. I know. She doesn't really seem to understand it. but And that does speak to her maturity. That's what's so weird about Demi is like all of the women who attack her for being immature, they are correct. She is immature. But somehow that insult just doesn't land. She's so confident. And like, I feel like she's just really living in her own world and is just so in it that anything that happens, she's not she's not really seeing it through anyone else's eyes. I know. She can't get it. It's any. pretty great. I know. She's perfect for reality TV. I'm actually, Absolutely. I think she, in some ways, seems like an obvious lottery pick for Bachelor in Paradise, but I actually have some doubts about how she'll play out there. Really? I think that she doesn't have, like, genuineness to her at all, at least yeah. not that we've seen. And in some ways, I think you need to be, like, bo- both crazy but genuine to to be successful a, in Paradise. That's a fair point. Like that's Crystal. A fair point. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I could, I could see it not actually working and her going home like first week. Yeah, or 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 it'd be the best thing ever. I think she should not. She shouldn't be there at the beginning. Like she should come in like like halfway through or something like that. To good call. So for that sure. that way she can like shake things up. <laughs> yeah, make people upset. She would throw some turkey legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Tasha's date also really came out of nowhere for me this week, and we're gonna yeah. get, we're gonna get into it. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor. Kalo knows a thing or two about marriage. That's Kalo, Q-A-L-O. Started in 2013 by two guys who loved their wives but hated their wedding rings, Kalo is redefining the wedding industry with the first ever silicone wedding band. Designed to be more comfortable and safer than traditional metal bands, Kalo silicone rings come in a variety of silhouettes, colors, and patterns for both men and women. Kalo silicone rings are affordable, practical alternatives for engaged and married couples on the go and make the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. And you can customize your Kalo silicone ring inside and out. Choose from fonts, text, and patterns to engrave your ring with something special, just like a traditional wedding band. Showcase your love for the outdoors, the mountain print, or engrave your wedding date in the interior of your ring. The possibilities are truly endless with what you can create. To get 20% off your Kalo order for Valentine's Day, go to kalo.com slash bachelor. Again, that's Q-A-L-O dot com slash bachelor. Kalo's Valentine's Day sale is valid on the entire site, even customization. So visit Q-A-L-O dot com slash bachelor to get 20% off your Kalo order today. Now back to the show. All right, Tasha, where did she come from? Don't know. Not sure. 
I don't think I don't, she's gotten any I, I kind of like her. I like I her like too. Her. <laughs> Again, a total normie. She's he seemed really into her. Yeah, I thought she did really well despite it not not being the best date. I would say one of the worst dates possible. Why did why do you not approve? <laughs> uh, it was just like. First of all, I kind of got the impression that she was a little afraid of heights and the whole date was about subjecting her to extreme heights. Like not only did they bungee jump, but they also went on this gigantic, uh, what is it? Uh, Ferris wheel. wheel. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, have fun. Like, (laughs) enjoy yourself in this giant thing. Please survive. And yeah, you know, it was was a little... uh, not a lot of heat or no. anything. No. I thought it was a bad date because it was just so basic. Like bungee jumping in a Ferris wheel, it's about as basic as it gets for a reality TV date. It's kind of like Road Rules meets The Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's not what I'm looking for. Although I think I would prefer Tasha's just personal experience, Tasha to Kaylin. I would want the pretty woman date. I think there's like weird subtext mm. there. That's that's fair. Like like I'm pretty woman's a movie about a prostitute. Like yeah. don't treat me like one. <laughs> Great movie. Don't buy me these things. But again, yeah, like it's just a little a little bit dicey. Mm-hmm. Um there wasn't a lot of heat, but he did seem into her. Like that's the thing about Colton. Like the virgin thing, he just he can't ha- I don't think an aggressive woman is gonna work for him. No, not at all. And she yeah, she came off really well. Yeah. Um, divorced. Big that's her, divorced. her bombshell. Yeah. She said that. So, she said that she was with this guy for six years. Yes. Do you think that means, like, with him and then they got married or married for six years? I think it's, like, with him and then got married. Okay. She was, she's still pretty young. I think she's Colton's age, like, 26 or something like that. Yeah, she's, she, I think she's 26. She said it was her first boyfriend. She yes. also said that she, you know, as a Christian woman, was, like, disappointed in getting divorced and didn't think that would happen to her. So, I'm wondering if they got married to have sex. Like, perhaps she waited. Yeah, I thought that whole Christian woman thing was super real. Yeah, I, I, I did appreciated too. that. Yeah, I, thought, I, I think I felt that's sorry a very, very relatable thing. For, totally, for people to go through. Totally, and like, regardless of of like if you share her beliefs or not, like that's what she believes in. And so, if she wasn't expecting to get divorced, it's probably like a huge disappointment. Something like she really had to work through. She actually does seem like kind of a good match for him. I agree. I thought like they're. They weren't that awkward, <laughs> whereas no. most most uh, conversations he has are extremely awkward and uncomfortable. It's true. Um, I thought she she mirrored him pretty well. The most troubling thing about this date to me was it was kind of similar to Elise's minus the exploitation of children, where I just feel like <laughs> just feel like he's so boring that there's not he doesn't there's not like a lot of fun to have because the way they make up these dates is like it's a like what can they clear for the location, like, what makes sense for the time that they have, like, how can they do this? Like, what? how can they make it work? But it's mm-hmm. also partially based on the lead's preferences. Like, if Colton was like, I absolutely will not go bungee jumping, like, they wouldn't make him do it. Like, he he doesn't plan any dates, but he gets to, like, weigh in on, like, what he would and would not want to do. And so I'm just worried that he's just, <laughs> I mean, not worried, I think we know, but he's just so incredibly, like, plain that yeah. this is the kind of shit he wants to do. Also, his first time out of North America, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Not surprising. No, not, not surprising. surprising. I mean, what a first place to go to. Singapore? Yeah. yeah. It's also um, like a collision of cultures, obviously. And I knew I knew that even without seeing crazy rich Asians, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's just trying to like he's trying to get in as much athleisure as he can, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. He no wears problem. Chelsea boots like as like his like date shoe a lot and I hate uh-huh. them. 
I hate it's them his on number him. One shoe. He's got the the Chelsea boots and the long the long t-shirts. Yes, thing. <laughs> that's like his style. And do you think the long t-shirts is because he's tall or because like someone told him it looks good? I think he thinks he looks good. I think if you look at uh, like Jason and Blake, they were they're also kind of rocking that same thing. The long t-shirt vibe and Blake yeah, also. The long t- Long T-shirt and boots look. Yeah, is, and Blake wears his one pair of shoes over and over. Yeah. Is that a cool look? I don't think so. But you tell me. I'm not. Man. No, no. It's like it's like Scott Disick three years ago. Oh my so, god! Like <laughs> that's which one of the I biggest insults you could give. <laughs> exactly. Like that's not a good thing. <laughs> it's really really rough. And Colton just seems like um, just no imagination. I'm worried for his future. We got to open yeah. up his horizons. Yeah, he's uh he's a simple guy. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of footwear, him and Tasha were walking like close to the water. Wasn't huge, <laughs> huge waves. They just were like taking it in. And yet somehow they allowed their feet to get soaking yeah. wet. Did they forget how the ocean works? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were surprised that it came up to them. I know. And also like take your shoes off or wear flip-flops. I, that, right. was, that was baffling to me. And there's nothing <laughs> worse than soaking wet shoes that aren't meant to be wet. No. And it's like, hey, let's go walk in some sand. And then they had to wear those for the rest of the day, presumably. Or like for yeah. the rest, for several more hours. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Use take your, them off. Use your experience try in, in <laughs> Singapore where you know they make good free shit to try to get some some free clothes. and what Or not free clothes, but custom. Like, that's yeah. what they should have done with Kaylin is taking them to like a custom clothing place instead of the stuff like kind of like Couture or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Whatever. <laughs> I just, I can't get over it. As I mentioned earlier in, in this episode, I, I feel like there was the most obvious producering. Like Demi sticking around, as we discussed, the weird Frankenbite with Courtney. But then mm-hmm. even stuff like, you know, telling them to walk on the beach and, and not take off your shoes. <laughs> not preparing them for that. There was just so much like producer and intervention. It was kind of like a weird episode to me. It kind of didn't, it wasn't as seamless as many of them. It's like they were trying to like force too much into it or something. Did you pick up on that? A little bit. I yeah, I thought I thought the street food thing it like it actually struck me as like mildly offensive. I thought so too. Um, thank you. <laughs> I was like this is kind of racist. Yeah, the, it the was leech like the thing too. Yeah, oh the leech thing. Yeah, it was like this isn't some like like why are you depicting it as some weird like third world country that we should be marveling at? It was yeah. like it's a it's a nice place when it's they like eat one, noodles. It's like, one of the most expensive places in the world. Um, yeah, I thought it was strange. It was I a did weird too. way to cast it. I did too. It reminded me more of like a food eating challenge on Survivor than like, yeah. than like taking in the great food of Singapore for which it is known like at its markets. Yeah, like they they eat a lot of noodles on this. That's like that's their street food. It's not I know. like exotic bullfrog or whatever. Totally. And then the leech thing of like going to the leech therapy is like, again playing into a stereotype about, like, Eastern medicine or, like, customs. And I I thought that was, like, weirdly offensive as well. Yeah, it was a little tough. Although uh, I did enjoy all all the girls getting weirdly excited about leeches being attracted to their blood. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, especially Demi. Demi Demi took it as a 100% positive. Yeah, like why not lean into to suck it her blood? I know. And she was like, "Yeah, they, they, <laughs> my blood is nourishing them." I think she said, or some, <laughs> yeah. something along those lines. Which she said, "I have the sweetest blood." Really making lemons out of lemonade, so or <laughs> making lemonade out of lemons. Good for her, I guess. But I, I had the same thought as they were going through that, particularly with the way that like Hannah was so dramatic about it and the stuff they were eating. They're like, "Oh, there's there's feet on it or whatever." And it, yeah, it was just pretty rude and strange. I get, yeah, sort of a weird time 
weird way to spend your time in Singapore. <laughs> Particularly because it's like, known for like being such a luxurious right. place where like you can go to an amazing spa, you can do like all of these like just like treating yourself type of activities. Yeah. Treat treat yourself. I don't know why they didn't do more of that. Definitely. Definitely. It's strange. I would have been pissed if I had to go bungee jumping. Just absolutely pissed. Uh, Tasha did the bungee jump feet first, which yeah. looked like a mistake. Huge mistake. That's like kind <laughs> of like torque on your body. <laughs> yes. It's like you got to go, you got to dive. <laughs> like, I know. She got whipped real hard. It made me worry that they didn't have like proper safety or instructors. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing actually made me like weirdly nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was as just, well. I was just feeling like, I was like, oh, I'm actually feeling a little sick watching this right now. <laughs> Even though, you know, I like figured that everything would be okay. But it was just like, I, I don't know. Made I know. Real tense. That, her form was not good. And it did seem like, <laughs> that probably would give you a really bad, like really bad whiplash. Yes. It looked like it really hurt. Like sh- her body just gets whipped upside down. Did you notice that he kissed her like while she was still on the table being unstrapped from the bungee? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not hot. He's a Colton. cool guy. He's a cool guy. Not hot. I don't understand why he did that. <laughs> party foul. Major party foul. <laughs> Lastly, this week, we need to talk about Chris Harrison's TRT. Andrew, do you know what it is? You may have seen it on our rundown. I saw it. I, yeah, I cheated. I saw it. Staggeringly low at one minute Very low. and nine yeah. seconds. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know what he was doing in Singapore. Him. We didn't see him in Singapore except for at the very end. Yep. Yeah. He maybe he was the one going to spas and stuff. He probably was living the crazy rich Asians lifestyle of luxury. Good. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Although, you know, I know he loves playing golf. I believe I believe he's oh. a, Cal- a Callaway guy. I'm sure there's great golf in Singapore. I'm sure, yeah. He probably got after it. That sounds awesome. What's the temperature where you are today? Uh, I think it's like a it's like a very brisk 30 degrees. It was obviously very like warm and steamy in Singapore. Did you pick up on that? A little bit. Colton's face was definitely looking moist throughout. Yeah. And the way that the girls were all dressed, I was like, oh, you guys are all really hot. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I assume Chris Harrison was like doing some outdoor beach activities or golf, something on the water. He was probably living yeah. life right, unlike how, how Colton did for his time in this country. Definitely. Next definitely. week, they head to Thailand. Yeah, that also looks awesome. I know. They're, the, they're, getting, they're getting some good trips. I think he has the best locations in a really long time. Like Usually far. the first date is like nowhere. Or like in Vegas. They went to yeah. Richmond on Becca's season. Like this <laughs> right. is so much better. I can't believe yeah. it. I wonder it's how. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I'm it's gonna, great. We got Rob Mills coming in soon. I, uh, I'm excited to ask him about how they were able to make Singapore happen because I'm, I'm, I'm frankly jealous. As is yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'll be back on Thursday with Rachel Lindsay and I'll chat with you all then. All right. Thanks. Thanks again to Kalo. That's spelled Q-A-L-O. They're redefining the wedding industry with the first ever silicone wedding band. Kalo's affordable, comfortable silicone rings make the perfect gift for Valentine's Day and come in a variety of silhouettes, colors, and patterns for both men and women. To get 20% off your Kalo order for Valentine's Day, go to kalo.com slash bachelor. 
Kalo's Valentine's Day sale is valid on the entire site, even customization. So visit qalo.com slash bachelor to get 20% off your order today. 